0: live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Well, I am so excited to have Tanya Harris on our show with me today. Board-certified holistic nutritionist, leukemia survivor, and author of her recently published book, A Slightly Greener Method. Tanya's book shows us how small adjustments can have an impact on your family's health as she gives us a roadmap to a cleaner, greener, and of course, a happier lifestyle. Tanya, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: So Tanya, we all know that there's a ton of toxins out there, right? And sometimes it can just get discouraging and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just throwing my hands up in the air. Like, oh, why should I try? Everywhere I go, breathe or eat or whatever I want to take in, um, it's everywhere. So do you feel like you've seen a shift since COVID's happened that people are kind of more open to the work that you're sharing with us?
1: Absolutely. Not only have people been more concerned about cleaning and, you know, natural ways to detoxify and clean the home and disinfect, but also just more health wise in general, since we know that so many different, um, you know, comorbidities and things like that actually have so much to do with it, keeping our bodies healthier as well. So I've definitely seen a big um, people wanting this information even more.
0: Yeah, like a big push for it, right? So, you know, it's hard when we go out to the store and we look at information. I mean, I see things and it's like, oh, green, that's awesome. Okay, that's natural. Okay, good, great. Maybe that's like good good for me. But how do we really start deciphering the toxins out there and understanding to read labels?
1: That's such a great question. And it doesn't have an easy answer, but it's a lot of the reason why I wrote my book is because as a mom back in 2006, when I started out, when my son started having um, attention issues, I went out and I bought all these, what I thought were natural products. And then i get home and do some more research and I'm like, oh my gosh, they can literally put the word natural on anything and they can put the word green on anything and it's not regulated, it doesn't even mean anything. So things that are on the labels, things like green and natural, and even ones you see like pediatrician, number one pediatrician recommended or dermatologist recommended, a lot of those don't mean anything. So that's why we as consumers, it's so important for us to learn how to read those labels and understand what ingredients mean so that we know, you know, if it's clever marketing or if that product truly is safer.
0: And I think your book is so helpful because I know sometimes, I mean, I don't always know where to start. And uh, before we talk about your book, can you take us back to your journey in 2006 and tell us a little bit about how this all began?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, because I just had mentioned to you right before that I had just taken my son to school again, <laughs> but he's 23 now, but he was in 2006 he was in second grade and the teacher had called me into school because they had seen attention issues, which didn't surprise me because I had seen them at home. But um, I don't know if it's my past as a childhood cancer survivor and always being told be careful what you eat or what it was, but something in me just wanted a little bit more time to research. So I went home and 2006, it wasn't as easy to find everything online, but Mm -hmm. I read for hours and hours. And what I ultimately did was remove two ingredients from our food, which was um, uh, artificial colors and benzoate preservatives. And I just did that for, I think, three, three weeks, somewhere around in there. And then I went back to the school a few weeks later for the follow-up appointment and they didn't want to test him anymore. So I was absolutely hooked on that and, you know, we didn't cure him, but we did lessen the symptoms. But at the same time, I started realizing it's not just what we eat. It's also what's in our homes. It's what we put on our bodies because our skin is not a barrier. It's actually more of a method of absorption. So what we put on our skin can get directly into the bloodstream and we can inhale things that I didn't even think about because I used to have plug-in air fresheners. I didn't know that those can affect your brain, your brain health. So the more research I did, the more Um, I dug in and realized I want to help other people on the same level, the way I helped my own family, but also to help educate parents on some of this clever and deceptive marketing that is so common.
0: So how did you find the benzoate, and like, how, how did you come up with that?
1: Oh, sure. Just, just looking, um, in food ingredients that were linked to hyperactivity or, um, ADHD. And the more I researched, you know, we can't take everything out. So I took the two out that really, um, especially together, I've read studies recently about how those two ingredients together, whether it's like a sodium benzoate and an artificial color, if they're in a juice, for instance, um, kids who don't even have ADHD can have behavior issues or attention issues by consuming just those two ingredients.
0: And is it specifically the color red? I know you had said that when I was listening to your Live Happy Now episode, which if anybody's listening, shout out to that podcast, I love that. is there anything more specific to the red or just any color in general?
1: Any color in general. It's a okay. great question. Yes. Okay. Anything and with red in yes. the, or a color and then a number after it is something to be on the lookout for.
0: Okay, good. Good to know. And it's important to note that you're not just a mom who's <laughs> on a passionate crusade. Like you really went on to become a board certified and you have a master's in holistic nutrition. So can you help us understand more if someone's listening and we're like, what is holistic nutrition? Tell us more about that.
1: Well, the reason I chose that field is because I really wanted to understand how these toxins affect the body. And while holistic nutrition doesn't necessarily go into just that area, it is all about biochemical individuality and how different things can affect different people in different ways. And that's really what hooked me there. Also, so that we can help our bodies, you know, just maintain our detoxification pathways, because sometimes if we don't have good detoxification, those chemicals can stay in our bodies to do more harm. So really, I wanted something that looked at the entire person and different factors around it. And that's why I chose holistic nutrition.
0: And I love how you use the phrases in your book, may, as opposed to like, you should do this. Can you help us understand? Because I think that's linked to what you had just said.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I like to use can and may for that reason about detoxification. And that's because I I can say these act as endocrine disruptors, these certain chemicals. They may act as endocrine disruptors because not all do. But the other thing is, is just because something is linked to a certain health effect, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have that health effect in you. So I say can and may, because again, there's so many different factors in our bodies that depend on what effect these are going to have if any and it depends on your detoxification pathways is your skin healthy how fast are chemicals going to be able to absorb into your body if you do put something on your skin Um, if you have healthy skin it's not going to absorb into your body as much it's going to be better than you know if you have scratches or cuts so it's just it's everything from your nutrition status to your your detoxification pathways your skin health so many different things about how these chemicals affect you. But for me, it's all about the long road. And we don't know, there's no studies on how these chemicals act synergistically. And a lot of the- company, how, are,
0: how are there not studies yet?
1: I think because we can't do human studies on that <laughs> with, um, you know, how people, the, the, the products that they use, and so many of these aren't tested. There's just, I guess, no way to do it. And then a lot of the companies too say, well, we have this toxin tox, or chemical in our products, but it's below the recommended amount but we don't know if we have multiple exposures to that product that has that ingredient per day so for instance um i'll say a paraben so they say their parabens are under that way under the recommended level amount but what if you're using another product later in the day that has parabens or you they're commonly found in personal care products you could have multiple exposures per day Plus, they don't know how that's going to interact with other chemicals.
0: And that can probably be so frustrating because what does affect somebody doesn't affect somebody else. Like you must find it like it's so individual and maybe through trial and error over time, you're going to kind of realize like, how do you feel? How are you responding to kind of gauge what is not isn't doesn't work for you?
1: Exactly. And I really feel too like it's the missing piece of the puzzle because so many times When's the last time if your child has had um, attention issues, when's the last time your doctor asked, well, what kind of shampoo are you using or toothpaste are you using? Because toothpaste also has artificial colors. So it's, it's all different things. Or if you have eczema, you could be putting a lotion on that has something like sodium lauryl sulfate or some sort of irritating chemical. And then if you stop using that, oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes you'll have fewer symptoms. So it can be something as simple as that in trial and error. So I really think there's something to um, another study I read that was super surprising to me was in, in homes that had air, like air plugs, air fresheners, yeah, yeah, plug-ins, yeah. Uh, 25% reported depression.
0: No way. That's crazy. And nobody thinks of that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, wait, what about, now that you're talking about candles, soy candles, I always wondered, like, oh, is this, like, is this this okay, or is it still not so great? (laughs) But... but but I like how you said you were like, save it for the nice occasion. Like, I love how you're like, don't throw it out. Okay. Tell us about your throw it out with the baby with the bathwater. When you came home and you had all your products in the bag, tell us that story. That's hysterical.
1: Oh, sure. I, when I first started doing this back in 2006, I mean, like I started out way too strong and my husband came home and I was on the floor by the kitchen sink, just putting all of our cleaners into a garbage bag. I mean, now I know how to dispose of them safely, but it's just like, I was just like, get these out of here. And then Mm -hmm. I realized, I told my kids, you can't have these cookies ever again. Like you, you know, then I've got all these. And they're crying. And they're, I'm crying. <laughs> now you have they're another crying. problem. <laughs> exactly. Cause I'm like, nobody wants, I don't want, nobody take my pizza or my cookies. away. <laughs> so it's just, um, so I think there's, there's gotta be that fine balance of keeping things. So like you mentioned the candles, if you absolutely have to have your candles. Cause I mean, fall is coming up. Who does not love a pumpkin spice candle? There's so many great companies out there that have so many good products now and safer products or just use that candle for a special occasion when you're having company over
0: yeah, and then use that like safer that.
1: brand. You can use that every day or even for a special occasion.
0: And that's what you give us in your book, all these recommendations of here's what you can consider if you want to, you know, do it cleaner, etc. et cetera.
1: Exactly. I know. I just, I I feel like I started out with depriving my family and depriving myself and I travel a lot. I've got three kids. I've got two dogs. We've got a really busy life. And it's like, So I feel like if I can do this, truly anybody can do this because I'm also not domestic. So I'm not like in my kitchen making deodorant all day long or, you know, handmade soap. (laughs) Exactly. I enjoy something like that every once in a while, but I do always say I cannot cook, but I can make 22 chapsticks in four minutes. So it's just, it's however you want to live this lifestyle. I feel like So many of us, when we think about detoxifying our homes, we're like, how are we going to fit this in? We're already so busy. How am I supposed to understand all of these labels when really there are so many different ways where we can make this lifestyle fit into ours?
0: Well, I like that. Because you definitely through your book really help break it down and, and, and make it simple for us who are on the go. Just tell me what it is. Someone's already, you know, done all that work for us because it is. It, and then we're just deceiving ourselves that, oh, that said natural. Oh, oh, I, that sh- I should be bet- better for me. But I love how you have like this quick tips that we can just go to and It'd be a guide for us, you know, with sunscreen, with mascara, with, and I love your mascara story, which is so funny because when I listened to your podcast, I was like, wait, I already just started doing that. I have my like L'Oreal mascara, which I know is probably horrible for me. And I have my natural ones. And I started using like the natural one when like Saturdays, like nobody's around, it doesn't matter. And then like we had our meet the teacher um, or back to school day to day with teachers. And I'm like, oh, putting all my, ma- my nice mascara. I'm thinking of you. <laughs> I love that because I was like, I, I didn't like feel bad. I was like, it's just once in a, in a, in a time. It's not every day. So I, I think that's an approach that a lot of people can relate to and be like, okay, that I can do. Because when you say do this, that, and the other, sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I know it's right, but I just can't do all that.
1: Right. It, it can be expensive. It can be time consuming, especially the research. I mean, I've done thousands and thousands of hours of research and I love to do it but not everybody does. So I like to take that pain away from people and just kind of tell them. But the other thing is they get to pick and choose what's best for them. Yeah. And we really
0: want to know, like we I really want to be healthy. I really want to know what I'm putting in my body. And I love how you make the point of uh, that. We don't look at things holistically and you know, we don't think of like, what are we eating? Then what did I put on my skin? Then what am I breathing? And how is that all interrelating to our, and you're going to say it all better than I can. Um, so, and, and just, can you tell us a little bit more about those, the, the fragrances, how harmful they are? And even you were saying like perfume, perfume, can you tell us about that for a minute?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, fragrance is like one term, but it could be made up of dozens of different chemicals and we don't know what they are. And the reason for that is because companies are not required to disclose what their ingredients are that they make up that fragrance with because it's considered to be proprietary or a trade secret. So a lot of these chemicals are either ones that are linked to cancer or can be toxic to the brain and nervous system, which probably explains why there was such a a link to depression with those Mm plug-in air fresheners. Um, But they can be allergenic. They can be irritating to the respiratory system. There's so many different ways that they can affect the body. And we just don't know necessarily what they are. And some companies do put them on their website, but you don't know which ones they use in each fragrance. So there's no way to tell. So the best way to do it is to avoid products that have fragrance in it or that ha- use the per- uh, the term parfum. Mm.
0: So par- So if it says parfum, that's not good.
1: No, it sounds fancy. <laughs> it sounds amazing, but it's the same thing. Um, so Just masking all those
0: other things.
1: Exactly. And they use well, them in cleaning it, products too. So
0: it's crazy to me how you look on any bottle or ingredients list and 98% of the words you can't even pronounce. Right. So it's not like we even know what we're, unless you literally sat there, which is what you're saying with a dictionary or look up or read, like no, nobody knows what any of this stuff is. It's
1: it's true. And some anyway. of them, actually the ones we can't pronounce even aren't that bad for us because not every chemical is bad. So it's like, how are we supposed to know what's good and what's bad? I've been shocked at some like, yeah. oh, that sounds horrible. Oh, but it's really not, it yeah, doesn't just, really do anything. So that one's fine. It's, it's a maze. It's really <laughs> something that we,
0: Okay. Oh, so tell us about, um, wait, hold on. So people don't want directions, right? They want solutions and you make it simple for us to follow. I like how you say, how you talked about the cookie thing, but you're like, just have one cookie. Just don't have a whole plate full of cookies. Like it's just thinking of it that differently. And tell us about your child and the hot dog story, how he loves hot dogs. And you like, oh my gosh, we're not eating hot dogs ever again, but you figured out a way to make it happen.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, that's another, another example of if you're going to do that, your kids are going to go nuts somewhere else that has the things that they want. Um, But my daughter loves hot dogs and I am just, I've never been a fan of hot dogs because I just read a long time ago. And I, even before I started doing this, that there was, I think it was before I started doing this, there's a link between childhood leukemia and hot dogs.
0: Oh, that's right. That's what you said. And I was like, seriously?
1: Yes. And for me being a childhood leukemia survivor, you know, right. I'm really not a this fan.
0: Amazing. No. <laughs>
1: hot dogs. So what I did was I was just like, okay, well, you could have a hot dog, but here's a safer brand. And then I saved that brand because there's still no perfect hot dog. <laughs> so right. we, uh, we just did that safer brand and saved it for special occasions. And that way she knew it's a special treat, but it's also, I didn't take away her favorite food. And the same thing with my daughter who loves Pop-Tarts. We would buy a, quote, safer brand of (laughs) Pop-Tarts that didn't have the artificial colors in it, but were flavored and colored with natural colorings. Like you can look for turmeric and different things like that. Um, So it's still full of sugar. It's not healthy, but it's healthier in the fact that it doesn't have those um, artificial colors in them. But if you're trying to make the switch, that's a good way to do it.
0: Yeah, and I think with kids it has to be a slow switch. I mean, some of us can be like, okay, fine, I won't do that. But uh like I think for kids like weaning them off of something, you're going to have to like, okay, you get the real Pop-Tarts like on your birthday or a special occasion or oh my gosh, you got all your homework done and it's like a special special thing till you like slowly transition over I think that's a great way to look at it because so many times you're like oh we can't have that because it's bad oh we can't have anything anymore
1: I know it's so true my (laughs) husband too and me so you know we're all like that (laughs) exactly we're
0: all like that so oh talk about your number one rule no mom guilt because you hear and learn all this stuff tell us even your story like you're like oh no I've learned all this stuff and how many years have I let my kids have this and um like yeah help us through that thought for a second
1: Oh, sure. Because we all have that mom guilt or that parent guilt, especially finding out all this information. And a lot of times when I tell people what I do, they're like, oh, I don't want to hear this <laughs> because it can be scary. It, yeah. it can be scary information. Um, but the thing is, we have so much more control than we think we do. But I look back to, and one of the ingredients that I recommend avoiding is microban because it's along the lines of tri- triclosan, which is an endocrine disruptor. And really quick, the definition of an endocrine disruptor because I talk about these all the time too, is that it's a synthetic chemical that comes into the body and um, it can either cause the hormones, which are our chemical messengers, it can cause them to overproduce or underproduce, or it can block and mimic them. So especially for children, particularly at certain times of development, they can be really harmful to all of us because none of us want our hormones disrupted, but especially it's important for kids so I have a picture of my son on his first birthday, and he's sitting in a high chair. And right across the top, it says Microban. And I looked back at this picture, and I'm like, "Oh, there he is, eating his smash cake with his fingers in his Microban high chair tray." You know what did I do? And I I bought him um, baby shampoo because I thought it was formulated for a baby, <laughs> and they really don't have any safer ingredients so later I found out that this company finally removed its um, formaldehyde releaser which released formaldehyde a known cancer causer into the baby shampoo
0: oh yeah that just can be disheartening
1: it is so you know I I did what I thought was right I thought I was protecting my son from germs and then I thought I was getting him a formula you know especially formulated for a baby finding out later that they still had toxic ingredients in them. So Amazing. my number one rule is definitely no mom guilt. We are doing the very best we can.
0: You do. You have to start with that approach or you're just going to like you stop before you even start.
1: Exactly. Because the first thing you find out, um, I can't remember the one of the first ingredients in the book, but a lot of parents are like, oh, I had no idea. And it's like, well, but now you do. So, you do. and and if you can't follow these rules all the time, follow them 80% of the time, because the 80-20 rule comes in here too.
0: Yeah, a little bit—it's progress. It's more than what you were doing yesterday. If you just made one little shift, and what is microban in? What is that? Is that in, in actual materials or or like?
1: Yes, it's a—it's antibacterial. And I okay. actually just went to the store the other day to find some school supplies and found them in lunch boxes.
0: No way. Okay, so it's more like in a product, not necessarily like a topical application or a food.
1: Right. Yeah. So school oh. supplies, it's in a lot of, especially now, people are reaching for those products and those disinfectants and those antibacterials, and they're not very safe for you. And actually, um, triclosan that I mentioned earlier has now been phased out of hand soaps, but it's still in a lot of different um, products out there. So it's wow. another thing to just be aware of and just educate ourselves on what's truly safe and weigh the risks and benefits of what we're cleaning with and what mm-hmm. we're. Because really hand-washing is still the best option.
0: Right. And now we've uber-focused and hyper-focused on everybody's hand-washing. 20 seconds, uh, you know, sanitize before and after you do any activity. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So yeah. can we just remember that it's as simple as hand-washing, that sometimes we don't need to use all these, like, I think as, I think the FDA had made a statement about hand-washing is still better than using some of these antibacterials that most of us are using in our homes. They're not made for that. And they can do so many, they can act as um, hormone disruptors or endocrine Mm. disruptors. They can do so many different things to us. So we have to remember sometimes too, that it is as simple as back to basics and washing our hands and
0: back to the basics. Yeah. So simple. Just take out that bar of soap and just sing happy birthday while you're washing your hands. That's what we tell the kids. Okay. So this one was amazing to me when you were talking about dust. So, okay. You got to tell our audience about this because it blew me away.
1: Oh, sure. Well, dust is actually the biggest exposure to toxins in your home. One of the biggest exposures, I should say. Ah. Um, And I was shocked by that, too, and a little disheartened thinking, oh, now I've got to dust every day on top of everything else. (laughs) Right.
0: Thanks a lot, Tanya.
1: I know. Nobody wants to see this. Why I'm like, no, I want to tell you there's our solutions (laughs) because we don't have to dust every day. Well, we should in some areas. So if, if you have small children and they play on the floor, keep that dusted the areas where your family spends the most time, you should dust if you can every day. I just take like a damp microfiber cloth and just run it across furniture, or I do a quick, um, I'm not a fan of sweeping because that just kind of moves the dust around, but I just take my, um, I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> it's just, you put the cleaner in there and it's- um, Oh
0: yeah, like a Swiffer? Oh yeah, okay. But
1: I don't use the Swiffer um, ingred- the Right, because that's probably bad. <laughs> It. It's that. Okay. <laughs> that kind of wet mop, but it's not a mop.
0: The natural one.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I just put my cleaner in there and I do those floors real quick. And the, the good news with that is the more often you do dust areas of your home, the less dusty your home is overall. So I actually dust less now than I used to, even in the other areas. So if we can do that and vacuum with a HEPA filter, and then again, damp mop like that with some sort of something that has some cleaner or some, um, I'll have to tell you what I use in a second <laughs> or, or even just like a quick thr- uh, dust damp duster, something like that, where we're not moving the dust around. It can be as simple as that. And it, it's just really fast.
0: And the dust does what again? You said it.
1: Oh, sure. It contains um, household toxins. So they did a study at George Washington University, and they found things like flame retardant chemicals. Those can act as endocrine disruptors. They can be toxic to the brain and nervous system, among other health effects, and then there's things too like, um, what else did they find? Oh, phthalates, another endocrine disruptor, but that's also linked to lower IQ in children. That made the news a few years ago. And then they also found lead in household dust. And that's probably even from what we bring in on our shoes. So oh, taking yeah. your shoes off is another huge thing that we can do that's so simple, is, but has a big impact.
0: And there's a simple way to start. And I like how you have your clients always start with their why. Like, why do you want to get into this? And then Tell us how you use that process to help them just with the first step.
1: Oh, sure. Because it it is such a big, when you think about detoxifying your house, you're like, where do I start? And even if you're already doing it, it can be overwhelming. So I always recommend that people start with their why. And this helps keep you on track. So for me, starting out, the way I became slightly greener was because I was thinking, okay, I just spent hundreds of dollars on all this natural stuff that turned out to not be natural. There's too many ingredient names to avoid that I just cannot remember. So I was thinking, why don't I just start out with the ones that have to do with ADHD and brain health?
0: And how did you find that first, though? Was that just through you just researched and you found the benzoate was one of those?
1: Yeah, I just started looking at food ingredients um, and behavior, food ingredients and attention and started going there. Um I found some books to read, but I really did my initial research online, which was a whole other thing, like what's true, what's not online. So digging through um, a lot of that as well. But really, if you start out with, if you have an immediate concern, like I put eczema, pregnancy, like if you want to know what to stay away from while you're pregnant, mine was ADHD and brain health. There's cancer that I think I marked all of those down. If you have one of those conditions, then just start with those that you um, that those chemicals that are linked to that condition. And I have in, um, on the website for the book, cause the book has a dedicated website of things you can download. So you don't have to memorize all these things. Um, it actually has a snapshot of a protocol that you can go and look at for any of those. So for me, it was ADHD and brain health. And so I knew then that looking at anything that had an artificial color or a sodium benzoate in there, I was going to avoid. So now when I go to the store, instead of being like, oh my gosh, is this a bad one? Is this a bad one? I started with just those couple of ingredients first and then moved on slowly from there.
0: I love that. That's so manageable. I'm so glad you share that with us. And what kind of difference do you see in families when they start living a cleaner, greener, non-toxic life?
1: There's so many different effects. Um, And I have to say right away, some people don't notice anything right away. And that's again, because we're all so different. But for me, like I said, it's It's prevention and what are we preventing down the road? It's like a seatbelt. Hopefully we don't need it, but it's something we're doing now to prevent it, to prevent something bad from happening um, in that sort of way. But I've seen people reduce the amount of headaches. I've seen um, allergies clear up pretty well. And again, I'm not saying curing or getting rid of completely, but lessening the symptoms for sure. Um, Some people who just have a little bit of sore throat, you know, allergy time, that will get relieved. Sleep, sleep's a huge one. People will sleep better because they got rid of those um, plugins and things in their rooms. Like, like that's a huge one too. And Mm -hmm. again, with the dust, if you're dusting more often and you're vacuuming more often, that can have a huge impact. But the way I designed it through my book also is how to do that healthy pantry clean out, how to do that healthy makeup clean out, and then your cleaning products also. So honestly, when you get done, you have a cleaner, more organized home that's, I think it's more fun. Actually, you realize you don't need a different cleaner for every surface. You don't need 15 different skincare products because once you once you use the right skincare, you don't need to use extra skincare to cover up for some of the symptoms from some of that skincare that has oh. some irritating ingredients. And so then true. things like a hair mask out of avocado oil. It's just things get so simple and they get so automatic too because once you realize your deal-breaking ingredients, again, those are the ones where if they're associated with the condition, you're like, those, if I see it on the label, I'm not going to get that product. So really, then you can go through the book again, or you can go through your ingredients again and add more as you want to. And pretty soon it becomes so automatic because you know what you can buy, you know what you don't need. And honestly, I think so many people are shocked at how much, how many fewer cleaning products and skincare ingredients they really have or really need. That's
0: amazing. Okay, so here's another thing that really um, surprised me that chemicals in our home are giving an off gas or however you say that they off gas, even when you're not using them, like I never would have thought of that. Okay, you got to talk us through that one.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, indoor air can be dozens of times more polluted than outdoor air. And a lot of that is because homes now are being built tighter than they ever have been before, which is good for our energy bills, but not so good for our indoor air quality. And so many different things can off gas into the air, like uh, carpeting, flooring, paint, different things in our homes. But we don't always have control over that. Like we moved into this house three years ago. I can't control what they put in. So, and some of the stuff had a newer smell because they had just replaced things. So I recommend just um, going back and doing the things that you do have control over, like cleaning products, because those do off gas into the air. They have, a lot of them have volatile organic compounds, VOCs like even dryer sheets that can off gas into the air when they're just sitting in your cabinet not being used. So one of the simplest things we can do is, I believe, replace those cleaning products first. If you have a breathing condition like asthma or any sort of irritating irritation in your lungs or your throat, replacing cleaning products first is one of the best places to start and easy too.
0: And maybe just start even by storing things that you might have that you Maybe you're not willing to give it up yet, but maybe like putting them in the garage, for example, instead of under the sink in the kitchen, which is in your living area that you might spend time in. Like maybe just even just subtle changes like that even.
1: That's a great point. Yeah. Put them out of the way of where your family spends a lot of time. That's a great idea.
0: Mm, This is so amazing. And what are the pitfalls of trying to go full green and detoxify your home all at once?
1: Oh gosh, I feel like there's so many, <laughs> but I think again, the biggest one is deprivation and rebellion, <laughs> because I mean, who, what, what kid especially is not going to rebel against, I'm not eating, having cookies anymore. Okay. I'm going to go to my friend's house and I'm going to just pig out. Mm-hmm. So really one of the things is it's, it's more about being balanced and having a balanced lifestyle than having a lifestyle of deprivation. Because if somebody says you can't have that ever again, what's the first thing you're gonna want? Even if you didn't want it up until that moment, you're gonna want that. So true. It is, and it's it's a journey because even last summer, my husband who he tries really hard, but you know, I I still haven't gotten the whole husband thing down yet (laughs) with buying safer products. He still sneaks things in, but he brought home some hand soap and he said, well, it's antibacterial. And I was like, oh, I have a book for you to read. (laughs) you not watch my videos? You know, and he's laughing, but my daughter goes, and she's 19 now. She goes, are we ever going to have a normal house? I'm like, my choice in hand soap affects you. <laughs> so it's natural. Exactly. is not better. It's a journey and not everybody's going to be on this road with you, but we're, you know, I, I really think as the parent, we have to set that example for our kids too. And maybe we don't, I, I did a video on this the other day because this is one of the biggest questions people had when I surveyed them is how do I get my family on board when it comes to this? And I didn't have the perfect answer, but I do know that sometimes it works better if you don't tell them necessarily mm-hmm. that we're, cause I'll tell you what, when my daughter, my other daughter was little, she wouldn't eat anything organic. Oh, wow. Cause she's like, oh, that's healthy. It's gotta be gross. So it was not until like two years later, I finally said, well, Lindsay, this, that was organic that you just ate. And she goes, that was actually good. I said, yeah, what do you think organic is? And I don't remember the exact answer she gave me, but she had it in her head because it's organic. It's bad.
0: I know. And it's that mental, it's just that mental piece. Like it's gotta be.
1: Exactly. And the cleaning products, some people resist because they're like, oh, if it's natural, it's not going to work as well. But there are some great non-toxic products out there that work, if not as good, but even better. And also, I I always like to say, too, that sometimes they are more upfront. It can be a bigger investment on some of these cleaning products, but most of them are powdered or they're concentrated. So they last way longer Mm. and they work so well, too. So
0: that is such a good point.
1: Yes. If we can just like maybe not be deceptive, (laughs) but not tell our family like, oh, I switched out the hand soap or this was a safer brand of hot dog. Like we don't actually need to tell them that.
0: And sometimes when we're using things for ourselves, mm-hmm. they're watching us, right? right? So even if they don't buy into it, they still watched and came away with, wow, my mom did this, or my mom was always like that. And you never know, because one day it just might click for them that they're like, you know what, I'm going to try it. Or we did it so much that then it becomes normal to them. And it's not something different. It's just, oh, that is what we do. So I, I think that's a really great point. Like if you can't, get them on board, then just take care of yourself with it. And then you'll have an opportunity when maybe they have a headache or they aren't feeling well or X, Y, and Z. And you're like, here, why don't you just try this? And if it ends up helping them, that could be the moment that it changes them forever.
1: And my kids love that whenever they're sick or they have something wrong with them, they say, mom, can you do something about this? I'm like, yes. Let <laughs>
0: <Say laughs> me pull out my book. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> I love that.
1: Great things out there that are safer, more natural. that work.
0: But it is. And it is so awesome. I mean, I'm like the last person to put, you know, like ibuprofen in my mouth. Like I just don't like taking that stuff. And, um, and I love finding like other natural things that will help, the, help the same, you know, situation. And I just, I just love that it's, it's natural or if it's, you know, something um, that's from like a plant or like not you know, synthetically created, but
1: exactly. And my son, like I said, he's off at college now and we've done a news segment together and I'm going to do a video with him, but he still lives the non-toxic lifestyle while he's away at school and his budget. I mean, I'll send him stuff, but he knows, like, I don't use artificial colors. He still looks for things that have those. So he can avoid those. And he's always like, well, I use white toothpaste because I don't want, so it's just different things. He doesn't use plastic around his food. It's just yeah. so interesting to see how that stuck in his head. From when he-
0: Oh, the day I read and learned what was in plastic, I like have committed to taking like a glass container. Now, granted, the lid is plastic, so I got to change, right? You're like, I got the bottom part, but the top one. But yeah, I was like, I never want to eat or drink out of anything plastic ever again when I was like, I came across that one time. Yeah. Okay, so... I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, can you give us steps to jumpstart detoxifying our home that we could take this week?
1: Oh, sure. Yep. (laughs) Um, I have four steps. And again, follow them all or just follow one or two, whatever you do, it'll still have an impact. And we had just talked about one. So I call it the Read Method, R-E-A-D. And R is replace plastics in the kitchen. So it's kind of funny we just mentioned that. Um, And that's because plastics can have chemicals such as phthalates or BPA, among other things. And I mentioned phthalates earlier, but that's linked to lower IQ in children. Um, Some phthalates can act as endocrine disruptors. And then BPA is linked to behavior issues in children, as well as other things disrupting hormones too. So if we heat food up in plastic or we put plastic in the dishwasher or leave a plastic water bottle in a car, those plastic chemicals can actually leach into that food or beverage. Mm -hmm. So I recommend replacing the plastic utensils you use maybe around food and then food storage containers. So instead of looking in that drawer and thinking, oh, I have so many food storage containers, again, slightly greener, just start with those first one or two most used sizes that you use most often and replace those first and then work your way up from there. And then one thing I like to mention too about plastics is if it says BPA free, but it's still kind of a plastic material that does not always mean it's safer. And that's because BPA is bisphenol A and many companies will use bisphenol S or bisphenol F as a substitute, which have similar health effects, if not oh my gosh. a little stronger. So stainless steel and glass are great options, even if it has that plastic lid. So if it does have a plastic lid, I just recommend putting the food in the glass part and letting it cool down before you place that lid and don't let the lid touch the food.
0: Okay. And okay, this might be a dumb question, but do do the plastic containers off gas
1: that's a great question. No, because you can definitely smell them sometimes.
0: So they do. They do. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. So I I, I don't think they necessarily all off gas, but I mean, no. I, you've definitely brought something home that's plastic or like a vinyl shower. Yes. Plastic that is off gassing. Do.
0: Oh, you're right. It has a nasty smell. Oh, my gosh, Tanya. This was so awesome. I could just keep listening to you forever, but I'm going to encourage everybody to get your book. <laughs> as I work through it myself. And thank you so much. Oh, for coming on. It was awesome to hear from you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I was so happy to be here.
0: Thank you for all the research that you've done for us to make it easier for us who just were on the go, but we want to know and we want to learn. And that's why I love doing these podcasts because someone could just learn in like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes on their way home today, like three things they could start doing like one step at a time. And um, it's for a healthier and a happier life. And it's so worth it. Like every little step that we take in this direction is just so worth it for your body and your health. And you're working so hard. And I'm always like, when you get to the end of your life, like I I want everybody to have the energy and the vitality and health to enjoy, you know, their, their old age, the retirement, whatever. And it starts today with like things that we're putting on our body and taking in. And um, so, yeah, thank you. That was such a valuable information. I, I, um, I can't wait to hear, you know, how my listeners are able to use the things that you say and how it starts changing their lives for the better. This is so exciting. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. You're
0: welcome. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.